Um, what we want to provide is opportunities for everybody, no matter what level you're at in your walk with the Lord. If you're just starting, if you're trying to figure out what it means, we want to help you do that. If you're ready to take your next step, we want to have that next step available, and that's what that's that's been about uh, a little further down the road. But if you're wanting to find a band of brothers to connect with, then that's what we're trying to provide in the men's ministry. Um, we're making a shift to growth groups uh, this year. We've had a larger meeting, Vantage Point, where we got into Bible teaching based on wisdom principles. We're making a shift to the growth groups uh, because we really want to try to connect people to the body and provide a place for you to make friends, uh, friend, build friendships, just a social con- context, sort of a larger sized group than we've had in the past, about 15 or 20, which should make it easier just to be apart and not feel threatened by the smallness of it. But you can be apart, casually meet people, become friends. Each growth group meeting is going to last about 90 minutes. Uh, no longer than that. We, we want you to keep wanting to come, so they're not going to be three, four hours long. 90 minutes. And they should be a great place to meet friends, to make friends, to grow personally, to serve the community. We're going to try to have some projects that we pitch in on together to serve the community and, and a place to have fun. Sign-ups begin today. You have the growth group catalog. Uh, you, you can sign up in one step. Just put the day of the group you want to be a part of and the number of the group, and that will sign you up, and then we'll get in touch with you and, and the leaders We'll begin to let you know what's going on, exactly where the group's meeting, and keep you posted on on what's happening. At the launch meeting, the very first meeting of the growth group, uh, you'll have an opportunity to meet the people in the group, explore what growth group's all about. We'll look at the commitment that's involved in being a part of growth group. And then you'll have the chance to join the group officially uh, in in that meeting. And so uh, with all of that as the backdrop, for the message, I'd like to dive in. Uh, there are real benefits to banding together as uh, a body with other followers of Christ. And it really accelerates your growth and it helps you to avoid a wipeout spiritually. I'd like to look at a video clip from some guys who are surfing some gigantic waves and the way they approach, they approach that. While surfing gets the glory, the real hero is whoever's driving the ski. The ski tows the surfer into the wave, the shadows are during the entire ride, always prepared in case of a wipeout. Because with the jagged lava shoreline only a couple hundred yards away, surfing Piahi without the ski would be near suicide. One of the scariest things about Piahi isn't actually riding it to me, it's watching my friends ride it. You're on the shoulder driving the ski, look at him going, come on, faster, a little, come on. You know, and you're like, you're worried for them because if they eat it, not only are they going to go through a, a, you know, a heavy experience, but now i got to go in in front of the next wave and try and get them out of it. ever seen a dog grab a rag doll and shake it in its teeth where all the limbs are just you know going every which way and that's you feel like any more pressure in your arm could just get ripped right off your body 
the engine faltered for just an instant, but that's all it takes. We're on it because we don't want, obviously, anybody to be harmed. And yesterday we lost a ski in the process of trying to rescue somebody. And we figure, you know, you can buy more skis, but you can't buy people. So I came out of the barrel. I hit what they call like a phantom chop. My knees and everything kind of just buckled. That's when I said, just, you know, relax, take it on the head, try to get pushed in, get a little bit farther in, wait for the rescue. At that point, I basically experienced the joy of watching Laird and a couple of my other friends, you know, catch probably some of the better waves that I've ever seen. Is that awesome and crazy? <laughs> you don't do that alone. <laughs> And God's designed the church so that we don't have to do life alone. That's, that's exactly his intent. Life isn't static. It keeps moving. It's, 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 there's an ebb and flow that sometimes is manageable. Other times, uh, you need help. You need support. You need encouragement. I, a, a four-foot wave can really hurt. I've been there. It can toss you around. And, and that's how it is with life. We can get tossed around. Those guys needed to band together to ride those ways, and we need to band together to live life and fulfill God's purpose for our lives. In the same way that they, they pull together, God's designed the church to help us avoid a spiritual wipeout. Ephesians 4.14. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Ephesians 4 points out what we can do to avoid a wipeout. And I want to just wrap up as we walk through this as quickly as I can. First of all, get prepared to minister. Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, it was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. Those are the, the leaders of the church who are gifted to lead, the, <clears throat> um, like the staff. I say the staff's job is to set the table so the, the members can have a banquet in ministry. Because that's really where all the fun is. We're to prepare God's people. It means to mend and repair like mending a fishing net for works of service. That's also translated ministry. That's what every follower of Christ is a minister. We, we've been given this role to serve and to minister to other people, to, to bless them. So that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity of the faith in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. That's the goal. Attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. There are a lot of things we provided. The Discover classes or some of those. We have the 101 class to check out what it means to be a member of Church in the Valley coming up. Uh, 201 helps you get the tools for spiritual growth. 301, figure out how you're shaped uniquely for ministry. And then we're going to add 401 this year, looking at uh, how to determine what your ministry is and, and really give, give yourself to ministry. Um, spiritual growth comes in, in spurts. It comes in, it's incremental. Think about adolescence. I mean, you, most of us had a growth spurt. A friend of mine was 4'5", entering his freshman year of college. He, he came out of it 5'9". I mean, 4.9 came out of it about 5.8 or 5.9. That, that's a growth spurt. That's how we grow, and that's how we grow spiritually. We hit, 
We hit dry, time, dry times where we're just struggling and we're dry, and then we begin to grow. We tend to grow, level off, grow, level off. And that's why we provided these classes, and that's why we're providing the groups that you can plug into, because it's, it's you know, there's a, there's a choice that you make, and then you begin to grow. And when we hit dangerous, dry times, we need each other. We need the perspective. We need the encouragement. Sometimes we need a challenge from people so that we don't wipe out, so that we hang in there. Second thing, listen to the truth spoken. We avoid a, a, a wipeout as we listen to what's spoken to us in love, the truth that's spoken to us in love. Ephesians 4 says, if instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is, into Christ. Love is the atmosphere in which truth flourishes. This is God's design for the church. And on this covenant over here are what we call hard attitudes. And the first four of those have to do with how we relate to one another individually, interpersonally. And they really are practical definitions of love and truth. The first one is put the goals and interests of others above your own. That's love. That's, that's the most practical definition of love that you can have. The second one is um, to live an honest and open life before others. That's truth. Be truthful. Be honest. Now, appropriately honest. We want the outside to match the inside and, and not necessarily transparent, you know, but the outside matches the inside. And then the third one is give and receive scriptural correction. That has to do. You love someone enough to risk talking to them about blind spots that may be really hurting them. And then fourth, clearing up relationships when they're messed up. You care enough to make things right when a relationship's messed up. Nowadays, in order to grow personally, we have to make a shift in our in our hearts and our minds. We need to set our hearts on knowing the truth rather than being validated or supported in our normal way of thinking or normal way of living. And that's a part of growth. We can do this in the atmosphere of God's love and the love of the followers. That's God's design. Then the third thing we can do to avoid a wipeout is do your part. Because in the serving, you're strengthened. Ephesians 4.16 says, From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does it, its work. Just, just like the rest of the New Testament, this passage assumes that you're connected to the body of Christ, you're committed to it, and you're contributing to that local body of Christ. That's an assumption you find in, in the Scriptures. This is where growth comes from. We all grow together. It's accelerated as we serve and live together, as you invest and get to know people and really grow in that way. Disconnected body parts don't do well. I think there's a picture of a, a fossilized human finger. Hasn't done well. Disconnected body parts don't, don't do well. Sorry to gross you out right before we eat. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. Okay, we can take the picture off. <laughs> But that's what happens if you disconnect from the body. You die. You fossilize. You become a rock spiritually. And it's not good. It's really not good. If you connect and contribute, then you grow. 
Here's some next steps based on what we've been talking about this morning. One of them could be to explore membership at CIV by attending class uh, 101, Discovering CIV. That's coming up at the end of the month on the 31st. That may be a next step you're ready to take. Or, or get prepared to minister by taking the next Discover class. These are incremental. They're built on each other. You make the commitment in 101, then you go to 201. You make the commitment there. You go to 301 and so on. Um, another next step could be to sign up for a, a growth group. If you're ready to do that, get signed up today or explore the growth groups, pray about it, and arrange your schedule so you can participate in one of those. It, it'll be a great, a great opportunity for you to get to know some people and really begin to sink your roots down and grow in the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. I thank you for this body that you have put together. You've brought it together, and you have blessed us as we know one another, as we serve you together, and as we get to know more and more uh, people. Father, you, you really have blessed us with this group of people that we call Church in the Valley. And I thank you for what you've done. I thank you for all those who serve, for those who lead, for those who serve. I, I thank you, God, and I bless you for what you're doing, for what you've done, and for what you're going to do in this coming year. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.